Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia Overview. Discoculia and Attention Span. Rethink those labels. Promoting Evernote for Discoculia and improve math guidance. This is a podcast for week 45 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schrader, the founder of Discoculia Services, and she's going to help us review the links for this week on Discoculia Headlines. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. We're so happy to be here. Thank you. Very happy to have you here. We have wonderful links as usual. Um, and the first one is an overview of Discoculia. It looks pretty. It's a video. Sorry, my listeners, we cannot share. I mean, it's uh, only sound. There is no spoken word. But uh, So what do you say? Is this interesting? Well, this is um, a really nice overview. It's only eight minutes. It's uh, also an advertisement for uh, Powtoons, which is a program, a website, where you can make your own animated videos for free. And this was... A project of somebody to show her uh, abilities with with Nicole Simmons. Oh, that's interesting. And I think she uh, definitely uh, researched a lot of important information about Discoculia. There are a few things that we would um, maybe say a little bit differently, uh, particularly about the uh, diagnostics, Mm -hmm. because we tend to go away from the uh, discrepancy model mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it looks good it makes sense and um, it is interesting for people it is really nice to um, to watch they have uh, nice uh, music behind it and the more projects we get like this floating out in cyberspace even if there's some details uh, that no, 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 might 100% be accurate, yeah, but still, it's good, good advertisement. Yeah. The yeah. more this is available, the yeah. more teachers and educators will pick up on the fact that dyscalculia is just as prevalent as dyslexia uh, and doesn't get enough attention in schools. Well, actually, for later life, it has more impact. And um, to help uh, with this, we have actually created our own uh, video series. Um, it's a lot longer, so it's several series to make teachers uh, Discoculia aware. And uh, well, you can find it at discoculiaaware.org. Okay, discoculiaaware.org. And uh, I understand they get a certificate after they've they've done that course. They can request a certificate, hang it on their wall, and they are officially definitely. Discoculia but uh, aware. you need to answer a few questions a few for questions. that. So ah, you don't definitely get it. know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That person. Uh, <laughs> That's no free lunch there. Okay. Did, uh, did see and understand all the videos. Good, 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 good. Well, it all helps the uh, awareness, and that's what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. So our next link is about discoculia and attention span. So how about that? Well, that is a very interesting read. It's uh, it's a little bit long, so we can definitely not uh, provide you with all the details. It's uh, research done uh, by uh, Ronald Lindsay at uh, Ohio State University, uh, Terry Tomasik, um, St. Louis, uh, Melvin Levine, also a very famous name, uh, the Clinical Center for Study of Development and Learning, and um, a few other uh, co-workers, Pasquale Accardo. Mm-hmm. 
then uh, several more I, I do not recall all the names uh, and it's also not a new article actually it's from 1999 okay. but it's still very, still very relevant valid, yeah. um, and although it's too long to summarize and, and to do it real justice you if you have time please uh, read it yourself uh, if not the whole article please uh, read the abstract because there is such a strong uh, association between learning disabilities and attention span mm -hmm. and uh, that's indicating various subtypes of dyscalculia also that can be identified okay. so let me let me just cite their conclusion uh-huh uh, so let me quote here uh, because of the cumulative nature of mathematics early identification of dyscalculia remediation is essential yeah. And we totally agree with that. Please do not wait too long because problems pile up and it's it's unsurmountable. So it, uh, I, I proceed with the quote here. It is far less likely that a child would catch up in mathematics than in any other type of learning disability. And that is obviously right. related to the early intervention. Right. You would earlier catch up with reading and writing probably. Mm-hmm. Insensitivity to dyscalculia is often minimized because of a perceived narrow impact for such a disability compared with dyslexia. So, uh, if I may paraphrase this, mm -hmm. there are still a lot of people who do not even believe that dyscalculia is a, it's thing, not a thing. But <laughs> then they are not aware that you can actually help those kids that there right. is effective help available so since they do not know that that's available they do not test because then it's it's useless to do right, that. Right, 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 so right, that right, is one right. of the other things right. that we really try to right. that's the, uh, bring the to the attention of, of our uh, audience thing, you know. yeah. now uh, proceeding with the quote dyscalculia has a significant impact on the ability of adults to understand and interpret the technological aspect of this modern society. Right. And it has been shown that children use mathematics performance as a basis of how they perceive their own intellectual ability. Right. So, basically, they think they're stupid if they cannot do math, mm -hmm. and that is very, very detrimental. Yeah. So, proceeding with the quote, given the strong relation between attentional and arithmetic problems, it is prudent for students with attentional problems to be screened for dyscalculia as well as for other learning uh, disorders. And then, moreover, students who are encountering significant difficulty with arithmetic should have inattention ruled out as a contributing factor right. on a standard basis. So not here and then, but that is a, a given. And because this is a subject area that is taken so seriously by children, parents and teachers, it's imperative that the nature of the individual child's dyscalculia and or attention problems is really fully identified. Mm -hmm. And then explained in terms that are understandable to parents and children, end quote. Okay. So too often people accept that their child has dyslexia dyscalculia but tend to ignore the attention related issues that will hamper uh, their remediation. Okay. So we do need to take so care it's, of So it's this. a great piece of, of research and, and, it's still, and it's very clear. And it's still, and it's very, still very, very important valid. because I feel that this knowledge is not common knowledge yet. Right. Okay. 
Well, our next link is about labels. So I guess that's not about the label of my beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there are there are a few things with labels. Okay, some parents and schools do not want to so-called label their children, as they seem to fear that this will stand in the way of their progress. Because people start to think that they cannot learn because they have the label and that's set in stone. Now, this goes against uh, the concept of owning your disability. What we want to um, ha our children to do. And it does not give uh, our children with a disability, learning disability, an opportunity for true remediation. When you do not even allow them to give it a name. So some schools, schools refuse to give more than one label as they seem to think that you can only have one learning disability at a time. <laughs> Just well, all the research around us tells us that a combination is actually more common than a single right. uh, learning disability. Right. So this might have more to do with, with a resource allocation than with uh, knowledge. Now, um, some schools actually refuse to give more than one label as they seem to think that you can only have one learned disability at a time. No, well, that's funny. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, that's that an inter funny. interesting yeah. opinion that's because interesting. more often than not there is a combination. Well, no, so they really need to read up on, on some, some research. Anyway. I believe that it might have more to do with their resource allocation and scheduling mm. than with uh, reality. Right. Then uh, there's the article or video in the link and it warns against labeling too firmly as it may lead to ignoring the fact that your brain can grow and change. Mm -hmm. Well, that is how you present it, obviously. If you label a student and say, okay, this is the situation today this is a snapshot and we will go work on this issue instead yeah. of just ignoring it it is not set in stone and and there's a lot of flexibility right. and malleability in I, in the brain because i think they're talking here about <coughs> that if you label them as as being very smart that that will create anxiety in the future. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. and so if you label them, so if you label them with a learning disability, that's okay because that's what they have. But if you label them at that them, moment in time, at that moment in time. But if you label them and you say, "Oh, you're so smart," you you could better say you're hardworking than saying mm -hmm. you're smart because because I totally I totally right. agree because I think that is related to the fact that if you praise a child for being smart, right now imagine. There is a question or, or an assignment that is not as easy. Mm -hmm. And they don't know the answer immediately. Mm -hmm. the, and they are used to being praised for being, being smart. smart. And all of a sudden, right. they think that they're not smart anymore. Yeah. Because they start to um, connect being smart with immediately knowing an right. answer. Because part and, of their personality, right. Yeah, instead of uh, praising them for... Uh, working hard, thinking deeply, trying, not being put off when it doesn't work immediately, but um, staying at it and, and just working their way through a problem. So labeling has its advantages, but, but there are some pitfalls and, and people need to be aware of that. We're talking to Dr. Furter, the 
founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. So, uh, now the next link is also, I mean, we looked at that Powtoons link, but uh, this link is all, it's a little bit of a, it looks like an advertisement actually uh, uh, for uh, Evernote. Now, I, I use Evernote <coughs> every day, I mean, it's part of my life, but I've actually never heard of anyone using this for DiscoCulia. Now, not as a treatment. Well, anyway, um, this is a person who... Uh, in pretty string, strong words actually talks about not being good at math. Okay, so his solution apparently is using Evernote. And the app, uh, is th that's an app, and you can store information there and retrieve it easily, uh, even from your telephone or, or a tablet. So, so that's very handy. And you, you may store formulas. Uh, in that Evernote app. Right. Now one of the accommodations we often recommend is that students are allowed to use a formula sheet. And uh, at SAT test a formula booklet is, is uh, provided. Also okay. uh, the IB has a formula okay. booklet. Okay, so, so okay. But <coughs> I doubt that they're going to allow you to use your phone with your Evernote application on there, right? No, You're I think <laughs> that's going too far. That, that won't happen. So, so I guess it's a tool, uh, it's a tool. but remembering formulas um, should not have to keep children back during math lessons with appropriate accommodations. Exactly. And uh, there's too much, inf too much emphasis on memorizing um, formulas uh, anyway I feel I mean right. it's not about the memorization of the formula it's understanding why that formula fits together why those units influence each other and reason why a certain formula works which is much more interesting and important than just um, jotting in numbers on, on a certain place in a formula that is not math that right. is okay not what we need. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll add some formulas to my Evernote shopping list when I need it. But uh, the next <coughs> link is, is from the uh, UK. It's our last link uh, for this week. And I think we, uh, we saved the best for last. You definitely um, did. You yeah. definitely did. This is a guidance from the Educational Endowment uh, Foundation, a great organization that tries to um, help uh, teachers and parents to bridge the gap uh, for students with more or less uh, resources so that they can get help. Now, this is a fantastic guidance booklet. It's really clearly written. It covers all the important uh, topics. Uh, <clears throat> what they propose actually is eight very practical but also evidence-based recommendations mm -hmm. because that's one of the things that we see all the time there are so many recommendations floating around without any background without any research somebody bubbles it up on a monday morning <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, then <sets> it out. <laughs> and then people follow that well yeah. what you need to do if you spend time and money and it's very important that you have an effective uh, remediation Please, please go for evidence-based uh, material. And uh, this is a stellar example of that. And those uh, eight um, recommendations that are, that are very practical and doable and clear are actually relevant to all students, but particularly 
to those who are uh, struggling with their with math. Their math. Now, to develop these recommendations, they reviewed the best available international research. Okay. And uh, they consulted experts, teachers, and academics to arrive at, at those key principles for uh, effective teaching and, and remediation. It is an absolutely great tool. It's free. And every teacher, homeschooling parents, would be wise to download it and keep reading it. Yeah. Thank you great. for that link. It's really useful. Well, thank you for your insights, Dr. Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaService.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. And she maintains boards on both Pinterest and on Flipbook, uh, Flipboard. And she also runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is on webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now... If you want to know if you or a loved one has Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on our website, discoculiaservices.com, in the left navigation panel, or you can get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon. You can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com, or just go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.